Today's episode is brought to you by Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hear from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up? This is your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to Stuff to Blow Your Mind, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, welcome to Stuff to Blow Your Mind, listener mail. This is Robert Lamb. And this is Joe McCormick. And it's Monday, the day of the week. We read back some messages from the mailbag. Uh, Rob, if you don't mind, I'm going to kick things off today with this message from Mike, who wrote in previously about Weird Al and backmasking. This was in response to some episodes that you and Seth did while I was out on parental leave um, that were about what all did you cover in these? I know you talked about like playing records backwards and uh, like, I guess, the, the Judas Priest rumors and all that. The big topics we covered were playing, you know, the backmasking and playing records backwards. So actual backmasked content and then allegations of backmasking. The idea that, oh, you know, the, the Led Zeppelin song has satanic messages in it if you play it backwards, that sort of thing. Um, we also talked about all the, these various tricks you can do in vinyl with the grooves. And uh, that, that was a whole other interesting area. But also we touched on some other things like having codes in music, mm. um, hidden images in musical data, that sort of thing. Anyway, uh, so this message is from Mike following up on his previous message, which we featured. Thank you for reading my letter about Weird Al and backmasking. Uh, this was the one that mentioned Weird Al doing backwards messages such as Satan likes cheese whiz. Mike says, just to follow up with some comments about the song Bob, I saw Weird Al at Carnegie Hall last month, and he told the story of where this song came from. Paraphrasing here, it was 2002, a palindrome year, and everyone was obsessed with palindromes. I wondered if I could make a song completely out of palindromes, so I looked up a bunch of palindromes online, and when I put all the lyrics together, it was all just basically a random jumble, but it looks like it should mean something. That's when I realized I had written a Bob Dylan song. 
<laughs> I think that's a little harsh on Bob Dylan, but but I get what you're saying. Uh, mm-hmm. get, I get you, Weird Al. Uh, so the song ended up being named Bob, which is another palindrome, and Weird Al and his band put together the music as a style parody of Bob Dylan. Uh, and then Mike includes a link to the music video as well as the lyrics. And I realized after I looked it up that I'd seen this music video before, but I guess it'd been a long time. So it's in the uh, style of that that classic uh, film version of Subterranean Homesick Blues where Dylan is like throwing off the, the cue cards that have like the words from the lyrics in them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not going to read all the lyrics of the song, but there are some pretty good ones. Uh, so hats off to Weird Al. He uh, he has some like, uh, Madam I Madam, too hot to hoot, no lemons, no melon, too bad I hit a boot. <laughs> um, let's see, what were the other good ones? Uh, rise to vote, sir. Do geese see God? Do nine men interpret? Nine men I nod. Rats live on no evil star. Won't lovers revolt now? Race fast, safe car. Rats live on no evil star is pretty great. Like that's that sounds like it probably should be the title of a of a paperback science fiction novel from the 1970s. Absolutely agree. One one of the all time best palindromes. Uh, also, uh, some of the last ones. There was a UFO tofu. We panic in a pew. Uzi rat in a sanitary zoo. And then uh, the the final couplet is is just chef's kiss. It's got a red nugget, a fat egg under a dog. Go hang a salami. I'm a lasagna hog. <laughs> and Mike finishes his message saying thanks. Oh well, 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 thanks, Mike. Yeah, this is exactly what we were hoping to hear from folks. Even more information about. Uh curious songs and hidden meanings though in this case it's like the the hidden meaning is also the straightforward overt meaning (laughs) which is kind of kind of interesting may a moody baby doom a yam all right this next one comes to us from neil neil writes in and says robin joe the discussion on hidden tracks from your Play the Record Backwards episode reminded me of one from Tool's album 10,000 Days. This may be the most complex and creative secret track of all, since it required the listener to play it using two devices simultaneously. Let me explain. There are 11 tracks on the CD, but in order to access the hidden track, one must listen to track 3, Wings for Marie Part 1, immediately followed by track 11, uh, Vigente Tres. Uh, these two songs flow into one another nicely and add up to one song that is 11 minutes, 13 seconds in length. That's pretty cool, but the crazy part is that track 4, 10,000 Days Wings uh, Part 2, is also 11 minutes and 13 seconds long. So, in order to hear the secret track in its final form, one must cue up the track 3, followed immediately by track 11 on one device, and play those while also syncing them up to track 4, playing on a second device. When I learned of this back in the day, I tried it with a CD player and a PC playing MP3s, and my mind was blown. Thank you for all you do to keep my mind ever blown. Yours, etc. Neil. Uh, didn't the Flaming Lips have an album like this? It was this uh, Zyrica or one of those that the, the idea was you would like have four different CDs playing all at the same time in four different CD players. Mm, I well, I'm not super familiar with uh, when it comes to the Flaming Lips. I'm basically only familiar with Yoshimi Battles the Pink Robots. Oh, okay. But I am well uh, aware of this. Um, Gosh, it's kind of a, I think it's more like a sort of a conspiracy theory uh, with 10,000 Days. I'm I'm a little unclear myself because I, too, remember when 
when uh, fans started talking about this regarding 10,000 Days. In a way, it was kind of like you got excited and then it was a letdown because someone's like, there's a secret track and you're, you're excited to hear it. And then they said, well, you have to build it yourself out of <laughs> by playing on two devices. And then I did it once, probably in a very similar method. And I was like, okay, that's that's all right. Um, but I myself wasn't blown away, but I thought maybe the idea was pretty cool. And I actually looked back into it for the first time in, in many years when we were prepping up these episodes. And I couldn't tell. I saw some like fan discussions where some people were saying there's nothing to it and it's just a coincidence. Uh, so I'm, I'm not sure. Wow. Certainly the numbers do seem to line up, uh, but I'm not sure if that means that it is clearly a, a super hidden track as it's sometimes referred I mean, if it syncs up perfectly, like if it's same tempo and same key, it seems like it'd be hard for that to be by accident. Yeah. I mean, I didn't, I didn't really analyze it a lot when it came out and, um, I just, I had assumed it was intentional, but like I say, it looks like maybe there is some discussion back and forth on the matter. So I'm not sure if it's settled within, uh, the, the fandom. Hmm. Also it does I mean, really it's too difficult. I shouldn't have to build <laughs> my own track. And it also, it seems like also, yeah, it's like I shouldn't have to remix the music to find the secret. But I guess that's kind of like what the idea of the backmasking is, like force people to get in there and mess around with it, use the audio technology at their disposal. So I don't know. I'm not sure which way it goes. It, isn't it only fun if they make you do some work? Like if it, the hidden track is just the last track on the CD, is that yeah, really a hidden I mean, that, track? That, that, I mean, that was one of the interesting things that came out of that discussion with Seth in those episodes, because I'm, I was mostly only familiar with CD hidden tracks, which was, for the most part, just a matter of letting the obviously super long last track on an album run its full course, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. You didn't actually have to work for it. But some of the vinyl things uh, that, uh, that we discussed in those episodes, the, the vinyl secret tactics, some of those do require a bit of skill to pull off, and they're maybe a little more hidden in plain sight. Well, I think that gets referenced in the next message. So I'm going to read this one from Dan. Dan says, hello, Robert and Seth. Uh, Seth, if you're listening, this one's also for you. Uh, I listened to your two episodes on backwards recordings, and I absolutely love them. I share Rob's annoyance with hidden tracks on CDs. I never understood the point of them, as I used to listen to CDs on my desktop computer through the Windows Media Player app, which would say in the track listing, hidden track, if the CD you were playing had a hidden track. <laughs> cool. Um it was also a bit of a pain because if you wanted to make a copy of a CD for a friend and the hidden track took a long time uh, to get to, you wouldn't be able to fit it in on the CDR as they only had an hour and 10 minutes worth of space. A good example of this is the Deftones album Around the Fur, in which the song Damone starts playing 20 minutes after the end of the last song MX. I don't know this album. Yeah, I'm not familiar with this one. Uh, also, if you're looking for more examples, in a recent interview with Terry Gross, Weird Al talked about how he recorded some backmasked songs on his early albums. Okay, similar topic uh, has come up before, but uh, yeah, see, if you play one song backwards, it says, wow, you must really have a lot of time on your hands. Another one says, Satan loves cheese whiz. Finally, in keeping with the episode subject matter, I have a recommendation for Weird House Cinema. Trick or Treat, a heavy metal exploitation horror film from 1986 about a dead heavy metal singer who sold his soul to Satan and is brought back to life by playing his final album backwards. I've never seen it, but I remember Robert, Joe, and Christian talking about it during an episode of Trailer Talk. 
Ozzy, uh, I guess that means Ozzy Osbourne, has a small acting role as a televangelist. <laughs> oh, and yes, right. to a lesser degree, Gene Simmons plays a sleazy radio DJ. That fits. Uh, also, Glenn Morgan and James Wong from The X-Files have writing credits. It might be worth consideration. Happy Krampus knocked, Dan. P.S. Demon Cleaner rocks. I guess maybe that's talking about the Kaya song. Yeah, that came up, not so much a secret track, but I was I brought up how, uh, talking about annoyance with, with hidden tracks, about how on the CD for the Caius album, Welcome to Sky Valley from 94, the track Demon Cleaner is awesome, but it is the third song on the second track of mm. the album. So yeah. it's like, it only has, I think, three tracks and a hidden track, but track number one, three songs, track number two, three songs, track number three four songs so it kind of keeps you from jumping around too much in there yeah yeah uh black sabbath's first album was like that they, they yeah, cram that's... a lot of songs into one track or or just called them one song even on the record yeah seth brought that he referenced y'all's uh, discussion on uh, rusty needles record club about uh, about black sabbath and uh yeah i didn't know the full story on that either i had run into that situation though where if i wanted to play uh, say war pigs uh, some versions of the album have war pigs in there with a bunch of other stuff uh, so harder to zero in on the song you want if you were trying to listen to that song on your own terms oh but trick-or-treat that was the main point uh 1986 uh film trick-or-treat not to be confused with the with the uh the, the more recent trick-or-treat film which was also a lot of fun but this one is very much a metal exploitation film and i i have been kind of eager to at some point cover proper uh metal exploitation cinema on weird house oh well we could uh we could certainly give that a look i it's funny you're saying i mentioned this movie now i can't remember if i've seen it maybe i have Back when we were doing trailer talk, this was like a YouTube series we did. Uh, we weren't in the habit of all of us watching all the films that we would reference. Oftentimes, each of us would watch one film. So we weren't really supposed to spend that much time with them anyway. It was like the show was supposed to be like 15 minutes or something. So <laughs> that was really cool. I think we were streaming that on Facebook video. Nice. Yeah. Mass communicating. <laughs> So, yeah, I don't have a very clear uh, memory of this film. I do remember at least watching the scene where Ozzy Osbourne is a TV evangelist. Uh, but, yeah, there's a there are a number of metal exploitation films from this period, some of which I've seen, some of some that I haven't. Uh, and there's oh, man, there's some some wonderful stuff in there. Well, that could go on a list of great uh, TV evangelist cameos. Uh, the other one I'm thinking of is in the Wes Craven movie Shocker, which stars Mitch Pileggi, another X-Files connection, as a serial killer who does a, a an evil magic spell that turns him into electricity uh, after he goes to the electric chair. That movie has Timothy Leary as oh, a yeah. televangelist in it. Very nice. Shout out to Astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples. Rob, as the uh, the local host with allergies here, they sent you some of their nasal spray to treat your allergies. What was your experience like? Yeah, that's right. I always wrestle with the pollen a bit when it rolls in during the spring. So they sent me the little uh, nasal spray. I tried out the product and yeah, it sure did help me get on top of my symptoms for the day. And it's so fast acting. Uh, it was already kicking in before I left the house. 
Astapro is a first-of-its-kind nasal allergy spray. It's the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes, while other allergy sprays take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription-strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to AstaproAllergy.com for a discount so you can get Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O Allergy.com. Astapro and go. Uses directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Today's episode is brought to you by eBay. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then, through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles in a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Today's episode is brought to you by Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast from Ruby Studio in partnership with Intel. Explore the future of technology that's rapidly evolving our world today with the help of AI. There's still so much work and research needed to fully understand the power and potential of AI, and Intel is at the forefront of implementing AI in revolutionary technology that's changing the world we live in for the better. In each episode, Graham interviews the minds transforming medicine and healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more while pioneering new uses for AI in these spaces. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This one comes to us from Daniel. Daniel says, I just listened to your two-part episode on backwards masking and hidden info in music. I remember in the late 80s when there was the satanic music uproar. My cousin had a U2 record that our parents did not like. (laughs) I remember the night they came out to our place to play this record backwards on my record player as mine was the only one that would play backwards. They all sat around listening intently for anything that sounded like any speech. After some time, there was a reverse phrase that sounded a bit like, I believe. That was it. (laughs) That was it. The album had to be force burnt in my metal forge. What? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, my initial read on this was, I guess this is a forge just for burning metal albums. Um, (laughs) 
So it can certainly handle a U2 album. I mean, it can handle some pretty heavy stuff. So U2 is going to go up like a, a matchstick. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, anyway, my it, metal forge. <laughs> it must be some sort of like metal working forge, I guess. But okay. Um, it, Daniel does add. Uh, quote, I had many weird things as a kid. I didn't feel comfortable with my forge being used to destroy my cousin's property against his will. I remember that night thinking how stupid it was. The I believe phrase was obviously coincidental, even to my ears. And anyways, what's wrong with the phrase I believe to a Christian? Nevertheless, I had to shut up or I would have been in deep trouble. Also, as a radio presenter and producer here in Australia of 20 years, I've done many of those weird tricks myself, especially time stretching. Inverse Fourier, the Apex Twin trick, slow scan, and narrow band TV frames, and many others. Anyway, I'll definitely continue to listen to your show. Cheers, Daniel. Oh, thanks, Daniel. Ooh, yeah. Uh, it sounds like you you come from uh, <laughs> maybe a similar culture to me. I, I knew many uh, kids when I was in middle and high school who uh, got got in incredible trouble for like having a Ouija board and stuff. But I don't recall any terror about backmasking in particular. I think maybe that was a little bit before my time. Yeah, I don't remember any of this backmasking stuff so much in my like immediate, um, you know, church environment growing up. It certainly was the kind of thing you'd see on TV, and uh, and maybe there were still reverberations of that moving along. But as far as U two goes, like U two was put forward as like this is the band you should listen to. Look at like yeah. I they would sing some of these songs in like uh, church coffee house environments. So uh, so yeah, yeah I, the idea that U two of all people were we're, we're secreting away some sort of hidden satanic message uh, is just so ridiculous. That is kind of sinister. What is he the edge of? <laughs> what is Bono backwards? <laughs> oh, no. Nah. Oh, nah. oh, that's that sounds satanic. <laughs> yeah, that's like a that's like ancient Egyptian deity <laughs> worship, uh, uh, worshipped by Aleister Crowley. <laughs> He came up in those episodes. Crowley was into the playing stuff backwards, listening to music backwards, listening to language backwards. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's an interesting topic, though, because one of the things we keep coming back to is like so much of it is, especially in this example that was shared here, is if you listen to backwards audio enough, particularly backwards speech, you will find something that sounds enough like what you're looking for. Of or course. can at least fall into the category. And that's just, just how it goes. I mean, when you're listening to singing, that is basically speech and playing that backwards, you're still going to hear some syllables. Yeah, yeah. And some of those are going to fall together closely enough to give you an idea of some other phrase. But um, yeah, one of the just crazy things about it, not to just completely dive back into the whole topic again, but you know, some of these were like like accusations that like ACDC was including backmasked um and stuff and say highway to hell where they're already like saying you know hey we're rocking for satan like yeah. why would you need to hide anything in there that's the forwards message yeah yeah <laughs> also acdc is not trying to be spooky they're like yeah. uh they're like party boys yeah and and then the other thing too it's like if you are going to hide something in the lyrics to for your song just hide them in the lyrics like if you're using language again you have all the tools of language at your disposal uh, you can just go wild with that you don't have to have some awkward bit of phrasing that is uh, somehow incorporated backwards in your music
Okay, one last message for today. Uh, Adam writes in with just a series of Weird House suggestions. Uh, one of these I've seen, two I have not. The list goes Laser Blast. Next one, Show Kasugi Theater 5, Dynamite Shaolin Heroes, and then Warrior from Shaolin. Uh, those second two sound like kung fu movies. I have not seen them, but um, always up for for a kung fu movie, especially a weird one. Laser Blast, however, not only have I seen many times, that was one of the first movies that we watched after we uh, we, we brought our baby home uh, about oh. a month ago. So my wife and I, uh, we watched it around Thanksgiving. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah, I, that's one I've seen in MST3K form many times over the years. I've never watched it uh, just straight up. So that would, yeah. be, that would be a fun experience for Weird House at some point. If that one checks out for us. But Leonard Malton gave it 2.5 stars, right? <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. The premise of Laser Blast, if you're not familiar, is that a sort of uh, uh, a, a, a young lad who likes to drive around in a cool wizard van uh, finds a piece of alien technology in the desert, which attaches to his arm like a kind of techno leech and begins to change him into an alien. So it allows him to blast bullies and uh, other various enemies of his with uh, supernatural or not supernatural, just uh, high tech power. But it also turns him green. He kind of becomes a Hulk. Yeah. Yeah. It's a it's a fun flick. And Roddy McDowell's in it. Yeah. And Eddie Deason from Greece. Oh yeah, yeah, Eddie Deason. Yeah, yeah. It's got a, it's got a fun cast. There's somebody else of note. Um, oh yeah, Dennis Berkeley is in it. He's mm. the, um, the, the big bearded man. Are you ready for some football? Yeah, yeah, that one. Okay, should we wrap it up there? Yeah, let's go ahead and wrap it up. But we'd love to hear from everyone. Keep the messages rolling in as we roll through the holidays here. A reminder that Lister Mail airs every Monday in the Stuff to Blow Your Mind podcast feed. Our core science episodes are on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Monster Fact or Artifact short form episode are on Wednesdays. And on Fridays, we do Weird House Cinema episodes. That's when we set aside most serious concerns and just talk about a weird film. Huge thanks to our audio producers for this episode. That will be Max Williams and J.J. Posway. Uh, if you would like to get in touch with us with feedback on this episode or any other, to suggest a topic for the future, or just to say hello, you can email us at contact at stufftoblowyourmind.com. Stuff to Blow Your Mind is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts are wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Today's episode is brought to you by Visible. The future of wireless is here, and it's transparent. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Just $25 a month, every month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees, no surprises, no, really. What are you waiting for? Get with the times and switch to Visible at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. 
Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Plus. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.